I'm Chris Turner, and this is the Empowered Parent Podcast. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me once again are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. I wanted to have you guys on to help me out. <laughs> What's going on? Well, we had, share. Yes. <laughs> we had a moment of drama at our home just this evening before I, we joined up to record. And I thought that, you know, I can't be the only one experiencing said drama we had quite a dramatic day here too oh mm-hmm. so it good. wasn't just the day they served some for dad <laughs> <laughs> so good we have some stuff to talk about absolutely so you know one of my boys uh well we, i took the boys to get haircuts today okay. and I, I got it all knocked out uh between two barbers three boys half an hour done nice uh, we went home. yes and this was before dinner and we went home and because of various evening activities, it behooved our children to shower then. You know, get all that loose hair off their necks and off yeah. their face and all that kind of stuff. And and we told the children, yeah, you can't go out and get yourself sweaty again. You had to play inside. Oh, right. the horror, right? Playing the inside. horror of playing inside. Oh, when the humanity. It's like 110 outside. Right. You'd think they'd want to play in the air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair to them, it was only 94 today. Oh, only 94? Yeah, with the cool, heat index of 110? A, a cool front. I mean, we had a cool front. That's right. <laughs> Stinking hot. So things went well. All, you know, the rest of the afternoon, dinner. We get home from dinner, and uh, one of the children decides he must play basketball which is an outdoor activity at our home. And uh, he was told, um, nobody, you know, we can't. We can't. Uh, a, it's bedtime. And, and B, you know, we don't need to take time to have another shower because it's bedtime. Yeah. And he did not react well to, to this news. And so, the, yes, we had lots of drama from that point on. So what do we do as parents when we have big drama like this? I got an idea. Instead of answering that question, okay. why don't we just spend the next 20 minutes each telling stories? <laughs> <laughs> Offer no advice, but at least the listeners will go, well, you know what, we're not alone. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, at least they'll be able to go, well, at least there's drama everywhere. It's not just my house. Yeah, it's not just your house. Trust That's, us. It's yeah, not definitely just your house. not just, because we had some serious drama here, too. So I don't know how to answer your question. Well, no, I do know how to answer your question. Actually, I was going to say, can I, I have answer, some ideas? Can I answer your question in the form of a story? Sure. Okay, so um, this this story is um, about one of our daughters who um, not only does she have some natural drama, but she also um, is involved in theater. So um, she has natural drama and she's being coached in and how to theatrical be drama dramatic. Yes, yeah, so there is the double whammy over there. Um, but this evening, right at dinner time, we had a bit of a flare up um, related to dinner and... Um, where she said she had some some stomach um, pains. And the problem with the drama is that we, um, when our kids do things repeatedly, in my experience, let me try that again, Chris. When my kids do things repeatedly, <laughs> I, um, I, I, I tend to build up a memory of these, of these things instead of just going, you know what? Um, some of the best parenting advice that I've ever received is the same advice they give to cornerbacks in, in, who play football. Um, if, if that guy beats you deep, 
you, it, that happened a play ago. You don't remember that moving forward. Yeah, it's a clean slate every down, right? And so, I think that's that's really helpful with parenting because if you do build up the stockpile of animosity towards your children, then the drama is going to trigger you. So I decided tonight that I was just not going to engage the drama. I was going to engage the child, and so I walked with her to, the, to another room. She was crying. She's being very loud, and I asked her to just sit in a chair um, by a fan. And just kind of just breathe for a few minutes. I went out of the room. I came back when she was a little calmer. And I said, look, I need you to know that I'm not, I'm not against you. I'm for you. I want to help you. Um, but we got to figure this out. And then one of the things we have to figure out is you can't keep crying and screaming about things. Because um, your siblings already don't believe you that, you that you're hurt. They just think you do it all the time. And, and she said to me, I know. It, I'm like the boy who cried wolf. I'm like, okay. Yes. Yes, you are. And, um, and I said, well, well, what can we do about it? And she offered a suggestion. So, so first of all, I connected with her. Um, I didn't engage the behavior. I engaged the child. And then I also gave her a voice into the solution. So we empowered her mm. and the dinner that she did not want to eat. My wife can proudly attest that she ate every bite of it and not because we forced her, but because we walked through her crisis with her in a way that helped her felt feel like we were in it together. Mm. So I just doubled down on the connection tonight. Now I haven't always done that. Uh, I have mostly not done that. Mm. Um, but tonight I tried it and then you walked in and said, man, we got to do, do something about drama. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, we are. Cause Kayla's going to weigh in here in a, in a second about how her day went. And, and, and at the end of the day, um, doubling down on the connection and empowering the kid and not really biting on that, on, on, on what's happening, but mm. rather trying to solve the issue that was underneath it, um, I think is not always great at remembering that, but I think that was kind of the key to helping us get that to a good place tonight. Mm. I think that's always the case, right? We, those of us who have, you know, gone through the kind of connected parenting classes and training that we have, we, we, we intellectually know what we should be doing. Right. It's, right. it's remembering to do it in that moment. Well, and not letting it get the best of you as far as emotionally, right. not let, not going there with them. Mm. Because I think my instinct is when my kids start yelling is I need to be louder than them mm. so that they can hear me, right? I mean, no, it's not because they, I need them to the, hear the me. The first time is so they can hear the second time so they can know who's in charge. Right. Yes. And then, and then for me, what ends up happening is I start getting louder and then I start threatening. Mm. Well, I'm going to, well, you're not going to get to do this. Well, you're not going to get to do this. Right. Because at this point I feel like usually by the time it gets to the, to the real drama, I feel like I've done all my connected things that I can, right? right? Like I've, I have, I haven't actually (laughs) done them. Yeah. I haven't actually done all the things that I can. But I feel like sometimes I get there, and especially when it's something that happens repeatedly. Like Mm. Ryan said, you know, it's like you have that memory of, oh, here we go again, you know, and you're just, my immediate compassion is like zero. Mm -hmm. And my annoyance is already at like a 10, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm starting in a bad place. And so I think for me, what really helps is when I'm able to just take a deep breath, pretend it's the first time. And start from scratch, mm. right? And say, okay, I'm going to figure out what's going on here. But I, I didn't do very well today. We had a another incident with another daughter who, uh, well, I'll back up. We 
we started a new kind of a chore system here and I won't get into that, but basically they can earn some points for doing chores and they can get screen time with their points and they can get, you know, little rewards and such mm. with these points. And the points, it's not just chores. It's like playing with their little sister or, you know, doing things as a family and all these things. And so some of my children have worked really hard to get points and one had earned an ice cream treat. We were going to go out and get it an ice cream cone today. And so she was super excited about it, but um, another one was not so excited because they had not earned that same treat. Mm. And from that began spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. And I had sat down and said, well, let's look and see what you can do so you can earn that same treat, right? Here, let's let's count up. Well, if you do this, this, and this, you'll have enough points and you too can have that same treat. And that wasn't enough. It was the, oh, I can never do that. It's too hard. That's too much, you know, all that. And so it just kept, every time I thought we got to a good place, she spiraled out of control again every time I thought we got to a good place. So it just was like a whole afternoon. Now, she was up late last night. I knew she was tired, right? So going into this day, I needed to add in a lot more connection anyways, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I just, I should have anticipated some of that. And so some of it, I kind of look back at myself and go, okay. I knew she was up late and it was not her fault. She was up late. It was my fault. She was up late. It wasn't that she was not going to sleep. It was that we planned fun activities and it was later than she needed it to be. But what really got to me in all of it today was when she started screaming, I wish I was never part of this family. Mm. You're not my favorite. And I'm guessing that's not the first time some of our listeners have heard that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And she's like, I just want to go to my happy place with dad, you know? And it's like, that's what gets under my skin. Mm -hmm. And that's what really makes me. Because there are happy places with dad? (laughs) No, because because I've been working hard all day to try and connect with this kid. I'm sorry, that was a cheap shot, but it was literally irresistible. (laughs) I know. But it's so hard when it gets personal, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, when they just... Or when you think it's personal, but when it's really you think not, it's right? Personal, right. Yeah. I, I know it wasn't personal, and I know she was just tired. She was frustrated. She, things weren't going the way she wanted them mm-hmm. to. But it's hard when they start saying things like that, like they wish they weren't in the family. And mm-hmm. all I'm trying to do is literally sit with her and help her calm down in that moment, yeah. right? So Let me tell you about my childhood. If I told my father... <laughs> I wish I wasn't in this family. He said, I wish you weren't in this family either. There's the door. <laughs> That's a problem we can solve pretty easily. <laughs> These are not jokes. <laughs> They're just funny. <laughs> yeah, so something else I think we would do well to remember as parents is the is that, that story in John 8 where the woman caught in adultery is brought to Jesus, and he says to the crowd, um, let he is without sin cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. And I think when we think about how dramatic our parents were, <laughs> um, not our parents, excuse me, how dramatic our kids are and how much drama comes from being their parents, I think we probably have to remember how much drama we as adults just generate in the world. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I don't know if you just read like anybody's Facebook feed. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're just like d- d- posting and sharing and retweeting. And all we're doing as adults is creating drama in the world. Yep. And um, you remember that song, The Cat's in the Cradle? Mm-hmm. For those of you who have not heard the song, um, we'll link to it, I guess. Um, 
but but the the start it's like a narrative right this story and it starts with uh, the child arriving, but the dad's busy and he's never there. And of course, the cat's in the cradle. So, anyhow, so at the end of the song, the last verse, um, the dad calls um, the son who was born in the first verse and says, Hey, you know, I'd sure like to see you and the kids. And, and the son says, Well, um, you know, that, that, yeah, I guess, but we can't do that because like, my new job's a hassle and the kids have the flu, but it's sure nice talking to you, Dad. It's been sure nice talking to you. And then the guy, and the guy says, and when I hung up the phone, it occurred to me, my boy was just like me. He'd grown up just like me. And I think that, yes, our children do come with some natural level of drama um, because children are fairly dramatic. Um, when, when they're three, it's cute. Mm. When they're 10, it's dramatic and irritating. Mm. And then I'm pretty sure their natural dramatic tendencies, we in homes across America and across the world, are just cultivating and coaching and mentoring that dramatic streak in our kids. Because, um, and whether it's for good or for bad or for um, for innocent reasons or not, like you know, the World Cup's going on right now. Well, I'm pretty sure my kids think I'm majorly dramatic, and and the United States isn't even in the thing. Um, but we live and die with our sporting teams. We yell and scream on the couch. We fall over. We make bad friends. And my little eight-year-old brain is being mentored by that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, every time I say we need to take responsibility, take bear some of the responsibility in the negative behaviors we see in our children, I, I kind of like take my br- take a deep breath and gulp before I say that because I don't want people to say, well, now you're just making excuses for your child's behavior. No, I'm not making excuses for my child's behavior. Our children are still required to act correctly mm-hmm. and are still required to behave well. But what I have had to come to terms with as I get older is that some of the things I have taught them, some of the things I have encouraged in them, and some of the things I have cultivated in them. So if we want less drama, my first suggestion is that we need to dial it down a whole bunch. Yeah lead by example and then directly address our kids behaviors yeah i think that's true i think we do uh we overemphasize things and we say you know i mean i've heard my kids say you know just phrases like i'm starving or you know those kinds of of obviously they're not starving they have plenty of food and all that stuff and but i catch myself saying those kinds of things right Mm -hmm. oh i'm starving Gosh, we've got to stop at the drive-through because I'm starving. Well, I'm freezing really? when it's 80 outside. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that may have been pulled from thin air. That may be an actual exam- conversation Kayla and I have. <laughs> but I think, I think some of that definitely is, you know, just kind of the culture we live in. Of yeah. we we overemphasize things. We make things more dramatic than they are. We but literally else- use the word literally. In ways that are not literal. That are not literal. That's true. Yes. That's true. That's literally a great example. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want to discount, too, that our kids bring a whole nother level of drama than your typically developing kids, right? I mean, um, it's not to say that your typically developing kids don't bring drama, Mm. but it's there's sometimes a whole extra level of drama and with it comes a whole extra level of hurt. Yeah. Um, and they can say things like, I'm not your, you're not my real mom. I wish I was never part of this family. And Mm. it can even, it can get really hurtful to us as parents. So I think for me, that's my trigger button when it starts to get personal. Mm -hmm. And I find myself, my tendency is to kind of, go inward and get kind of like down Mm. and become a little bit 
um, I guess a little bit sarcastic towards my kids, you Mm. know, and get a little bit snarky with them, which is not what I want. What they need from me is they need me to address them in a way that says, I still love you. Even when you say those ugly things, Mm. I still care about you. But what comes out sometimes is not always that what comes out is my natural tendency to say, well, fine, I'm just going to push you away if you're going to push me away. Yeah. Right. Um, And so I think we have to fight against that urge because I think for many of us, just our own attachment style begins to come out in that. Mm -hmm. And we say, I'm going to push this kid that's pushing me. I'm going to push them away myself. So I, I have to fight that every single time and I'm aware of it. Mm -hmm. So that's helpful, but it's still a battle that I have to fight. It's not the, my natural tendency is not just to say, Oh, that that's not what they really mean. That's not what they really feel in that moment. My natural tendency is to just push them away and say, well, fine, if you're not going to embrace me, I'm not going to embrace you. Yeah. Well, I think that's something really, really wise that you said there. And that is, um, you can't really fight the battle unless you're aware that there's a battle to fight. And again, I want to be really clear. I'm not saying we should excuse our children's behaviors. What I am saying is we need to lead and we need to teach them how to take responsibility for their actions, how to respond appropriately. And the very best way to teach a child those two lessons is to model it for them. So that's what I really liked what you said there, Kayla, is that you know I'm aware now and so I can fight that battle instead of just giving into the way I want to do it. Yeah. Well, I think if we just, if, if you can look at yourself and your reaction to those trigger moments, then you can make a plan to react better Mm. because really, you know, I mean, we talk about this all the time that we have to make plan. We have to make a plan. We have to be proactive. And so being proactive means I know I have kids that are dramatic and that are going to take blow things way out of proportion Um, and so if I can make a plan and say, okay, I need to look at my own response to that. I need to make a, here's where we're going to go and sit. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's where, you know, all the things I'm going to take into account in those moments. If I've got that plan, whether written down or just in the back of my head, written down is great because I tend to forget plans if I don't write them down. But having that plan gives us a place to go when we inevitably get to the drama that we know we're going to have. Well, I think that's a great way to wrap this episode up. Thank you so much for the advice and the stories. I hope that, uh, I know it was beneficial to me and I hope it was beneficial for the rest of our listeners. Well, um, thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. If you have a question for us, like I did tonight, and you can squeeze into 280 characters, you could tweet it to us at one big happy home. If you need a little bit more room, you can always email us at info at onebighappyhome.com. We have a Facebook group just for podcast listeners. Search for the Empowered Parent Podcast Community. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, the Google Play Store, and on Spotify. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you've enjoyed and gotten value from our show, we would appreciate a review in any of these locations. The Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thank you for listening. 